Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, listeners. It is Friday and aren't we all excited? I love Fridays, mostly because Fridays are Finance Fridays here on the Bliss Report. So the fourth pillar of the Bliss Code is wealth. And on Fridays, we talk about all things money, all things money mindset, all things how we need to approach our money, how we should look at our money, how we can get ourselves more money, how we can take care of our financial uh, um, security and our financial house. So sit back, relax, whether you're on the treadmill or at home or in the car, turn yourself up, get yourself plugged in. And we're going to discuss finances on this Friday, the Bliss Report. So this is going to be a good one. This is the inaugural Friday. And um, I'm really excited to talk about finances, finances today, mostly because it's such a big conversation. You know, it's a, so much about trying to figure out in what has been a really tumultuous few years, how to make sense of what's happening in the world of finance. And that can be very hard and it can be really heady and heavy. And so the whole purpose of discussing it on the Bliss Report is to have a chance to have a conversation about the the upside of finances, the upside of money, and to really dig down into ways to bring your mindset into alignment with your actions so that you're actually living the life that you want to live and having a sense of financial security in your life so that you're not stressed out all the time. Because let's face it, when when you're trying to figure out just from one day to the next, how on earth am I going to make it? How am I going to put food on the table? It's really difficult to, to focus on your bliss. But this is why wealth is the final pillar or the fourth pillar in the bliss code. Because in order to be happy, healthy, hot, you kind of have to have your finances in order. You kind of need to know that the money part, the wealthy part is taken care of. And if that's not taken care of, then you can't really invest in the first three. It's like that that pyramid we all learned about in college or have heard about everywhere. You know, if you don't have the basics in place, then you can't really get to the point where you can spend a lot of time worrying about the state of your psyche or the state of your mindset. Well, on that pyramid, you don't necessarily have money, but everything at the bottom of that pyramid, Maslow's pyramid, for those of you following along, um, everything on the bottom of that pyramid is about finances. And it's about understanding your finances and deciding how you want your finances to impact your life. So like I said, pull up your favorite libation, pull up a chair. If you're driving, please be safe. But we're going to get into it right after a word from our sponsor, Anchor. All right, well, welcome back. So, so, so money, wealth, dinero, moolah, cha-cha, however you want to call it. Money causes a lot of angst. It causes a lot of confusion. It gets people really riled up. And especially in a time where for a long time, at least long being relative in the grand scheme of things. So bear with me on that one. There was just not a lot of understanding of where money was going to come from or how people were going to make it. And I think the pandemic really exposed the idea that money has a rather, how do I put this? It, it doesn't have necessarily a bad connotation, but the reality is that so many people were struggling so hard financially to just get by. And now that the world is opened back up for good or for ill, I'm not going to discuss it here, but now that the world's opened back up and people are getting back into the swing of life, they are spending a lot of money. And I think that's fantastic because again, money brings with it the possibility of so many things. But I also see 
and this is what we're going to talk about a lot today, that angst still around money, because the relationship around money has gotten really warped and twisted. Um, And I think it's important to recognize that in the transition and the fluidity of the past couple of years with so many things happening, the idea of in, in the idea of having money and spending money um, has become tied to a certain way of life. You know, when you have people who are walking around with hundred thousand dollar Birkin bags, it can be hard to to square that money isn't just the play the 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 uh, the play Play-Doh for the rich. Like it's like that monopoly money for the rich because they seem to have so much of it. Because we juxtapose that against so many things going on in the world where people don't have enough money. And in the middle is this narrative of, of just, you know, keep going and going and going until you get the money, until you get the money. And then you've got to figure out what to do with the money. Is it crypto? Is it investing? Is it real estate? Is it Airbnb real estate? Is it stocks? Is it bonds? Is it mutual funds? So many questions, right? Well, I want to back this whole thing up <laughs> and, and ask a very simple question. Where do you find your relationship with money lies? Like, what what is it that money means to you? How do you see money in your life? Is it a tool for you to use to get to other things that are important to you? Or is it an, uh, an asset that you feel like you need to own? And so the goal is to get as much of it as you can. Or is it something that you'd never have enough of and you're constantly feeling like if you just had more of it, you'd be fine? Or is it something that you feel like we, we spend too much time talking about and if people stop talking about it, they could just be happier? What you have to do is figure out where your relationship lies with money and where you feel like you need to focus as it pertains to money. Like I'm going to be really clear. There are um, key things that you just can't do if you don't have any money. Plain and simple. You can't really live if you don't have any money. As the hierarchy of needs, Maslow's hierarchy of needs um, illustrates, on the very bottom is the base of security, which is food and shelter, safety and um, food, shelter and safety. And it's really difficult to have adequate food, shelter and safety when you're hungry, excuse me, when you're broke, when you don't have enough resources coming in to take care of the basic needs of your family and the basic needs of yourself. And so whatever place on the spectrum of money you fall, the bottom line is you've got to figure out how to make enough money to have a version of life that is blissful for you. And if you don't have enough money to have a version of life that is blissful for you, then you got to find a way to make them make more money or live a different lifestyle. Now, we're not going to get into the many different money systems today, but over the course of the next few weeks and months, and hopefully as this pos- as this podcast grows and continues to grow, we will talk about different ways of looking at money and different ways of investing uh, for your future and for your present, because I always feel like there's so much talk about what we should do for the future, for retirement, for, for 5, 10, and 15 years, but folks are trying to get through the present. So I want to talk about how things are right now. Um, but we'll talk about different money systems and different ways of, of looking at how to make money work for you. But today, I want you to think about how you allow yourself to learn about money, how you allow yourself to think about money, and take stock of what you want and need money to do for you. Because so often, I just, you know, we get so caught up in, in the stories around money and the Instagram influencer pictures and the, the, the space race of between billionaires that we, we forget our own 
narrative around money is what's actually most important to our everyday life. It's what brings us joy or causes us a lot of sadness, causes us a lot of angst. And so the first thing you got to do is figure out where, where am I with money? How do I feel about money? What do I think money is supposed to do? And then is it doing it for me? And then you got to figure out what do you want and need in your life? And this is a really big point that a lot of folks gloss over because the needs are really easy, right? Maslow's <laughs> pyramid, pyramid, you know, um, we have buckets of needs that we need to fill. We got to pay the rent. We got to pay the car payment. We got to pay all the insurances. got to pay the bills. Got to buy the groceries. Got to pay the clothes. Uh, if you have kids in school, you got to pay the school fees. You've got, um, or if they're in private school, you got to pay the tuition. You've got to buy gas and um, you've got there's there's all the needs the needs are really easy to articulate and they're really easy to get bogged down in but then there are the wants this is something that many people especially people who are a little financially feeling a little financially insecure sometimes really push off and um and it's in the wants that you can really begin to see where your money tree needs to be planted, where your financial literacy needs to start, how you need to learn how to let money work for you. And so what do you want? Like, have you sat down and thought about what you actually want? People put together vision boards a lot. And they put a lot of things on there that they want. Um, But a lot of things are also on there that they need. And it's just a, uh, we, it, it ends up being that their wants are just a better version of what they actually need to get by housing, cars, clothes, things of that nature. But man, when you really start thinking about what you want and what you could do with money, if you were able to bring to you the kind of money that would get you the things that you really want, it's, it blows the, the things on your vision board off the vision board because you start replacing them with things that you might've deemed impossible or improbable, but you realize, no, I, I can want this and that'd be okay to want this. It's giving yourself permission to dream bigger than the basic base of the pyramid, than just the security factor of the pyramid, than just the those first couple of levels where you're just trying to get by because that's where the needs fall. But the wants, those are higher up the pyramid and those wants are fueled by a desire to, to, to want to be in the world in a certain way. And as you think about money, as you think about how money works for you, there's a, a, a shift in your psyche that has to take place, right? And so money and finances and financial literacy and financial security all become the key to unlock the doors to being happy, to being healthy, to being hot, and to having the kind of life that the Bliss Code wants you to have. And it's really amazing when you start thinking of money as a key that fits all kinds of doors, then money takes on a whole different perspective. Um, I come from a pretty blue collar background. My parents worked very hard for a living for for everything. And um, it was always, it was always a struggle to have to feel like we had enough sometimes, um, especially when I was younger. But as I've gotten older, and I've lived a lot and I've done a lot of things and I've made money in various ways. What I've learned is that money is just the key that unlocks the door. You still got to walk through the door. You still got to do the work, do the work to get the key, but there are so many doors you just can't open. If you don't have the money, you simply can't open them. And so when we start thinking about how money and finances and our, and our wealth code 
part, our wealth code is a key that unlocks every other part of our lives, then we can start having a great conversation of, okay, so how big does your key need to be? What, what kind of key are we talking about? If we're talking about money as a, as a, a master key, that unlocks time. Ooh, no, let's talk about this. It unlocks time. It unlocks choices. It unlocks other resources. It unlocks um, freedom. This is what I think is the most important thing that money unlocks. It unlocks freedom. And when you start approaching money as the key that unlocks your freedom, then you start thinking about ways to make money or to bring in money or to set up ways for, for money to come into your life that you may never have thought of before and your mind begins to bend around the possibility, the probability of getting more of what you want and not just what you need. I was reading a book, um, it's actually T. Harv Eker's book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And he says something that's really profound because I can hear in the, you know, I hear in the ethos, well, if this is a podcast about ultimate happiness and joy, then why are we talking about money? Because money makes, you know, money is a cause of so many things and, and it makes people crazy. And I would say that's because we, we don't think about money the right way. We don't think about money the right way. Money isn't everything, but it's not nothing either. And I think that's the two dichotomies, the two ends of that spectrum is what gets us in trouble when we start talking about money. Because money isn't everything, but he's, here's what he says, which I think is brilliant. He says, money is extremely important in the areas in which it works and extremely unimportant in the areas which it doesn't. In other words, it's the master key that unlocks a lot of doors. But once I unlock that door to freedom of happiness or freedom in my healthcare choices, then money is no longer important. It just unlocked a certain door that I could walk through to make a certain set of choices that makes me healthier. That's it. So it's important as the key. It's not important as the choice. And it's really, I think, a profoundly beautiful sentiment to embrace, to realize that money just works when it's supposed to. And when you, when you need it to work in a certain way, it's hugely important until it's no longer important. So once I get through one door, I put that key back in my pocket and I make the choices that I can because I've opened a certain door because money allowed me to open that door. See where I'm going with that? And because I can do that, because I can allow myself to realize that in in the moments when money is important, I'm not gonna downgrade it. I'm not gonna say it's worthless. I'm not gonna get into to the conversations about how it's the fact that we need money that makes the world bad. No, it's not. <laughs> it really isn't. Because money is important in the areas in which it works. But in the areas in which it doesn't work, it's unimportant. I may unlock my door to health, but I still have to do the work. I still have to do the work to get healthy. And I can throw money at any kind of problem, but I still have to engage with the problem to solve the problem. And I think when you begin to shift your mindset, and you begin to think of money and finances as the doors that you simply want to open so that you have the choice on what's on the other side of that door. Woo, that is a way of approaching a life a financial, of, of a financial health based in bliss because I'm always going to gravitate towards what I want. I always want to gravitate towards what feels good to me. And let's face it, the more options that I have to feel good, the happier I'm going to be. Hello, the more options that I have to feel healthy, 
the healthier I'm going to be, huh? The more options I have to look good and feel good and be self-confident, i.e. hot, the hotter I'm gonna feel. There you go. So as we see, when we start allowing ourselves to think about money in a different way, whereas as a, thinking of it in terms of it's important in the areas where it works, it's not important in the areas where it doesn't. You can't throw money at everything, but you can sure put it to use or put it to work for you in some really important ways, which will then allow you to do other things. And after all, bliss is about freedom. Bliss is about walking a road in front of you that you have paved or that you have chosen to walk because you have the option to do so and not because you're forced by circumstances that you have no control over. And so you're just walking a road that you wouldn't actually walk if you could do it differently. The other thing I want to talk about briefly is the mindset around money. Because um, there is a lot of chatter about the gig economy and how hard it is to make money and how difficult it is to keep money and how important it is to hold on to every dime because we could be in a recession. There's a lot of chatter in the ethos. Here's the thing. There are a thousand and one ways to make extra money, right? And in fact, if you're stumped, I have a free ebook called 50 Ideas for Side Hustles. If you click on the link, uh, if you go to, excuse me, if you click on the link in the episode notes of the show, the link, uh, my link tree is there. It says, I believe it's the third link in my link tree. Um, if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you will see that in my link tree, just click on the link tree. I think it's the third link and it's 50 ideas for side hustles. It's a free guide. Um, and it's, there are, I, there are 50 ideas for ways to start bringing in extra income. So back to the, my point, which is there is so much talk about the gig economy and not having enough and this feeling of scarcity at a time when there are also thousands of ways that people are making money every single day, ways I've never even heard of. And I think, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like I never would have thought to do that. In fact, I was uh, scrolling through Instagram just yesterday and a company was selling picnic experiences. I love a good picnic. I really do. I love getting my blanket, going to the park, hanging out with my kid. Um, I haven't done it in a while, obvious reasons, but I, I enjoy it. I like getting a picnic basket full of good, fun stuff and taking a book and just lazing the day away. And this company has taken that and elevated it to amazing level. And they will bring you a little canopy tent and chairs and a table and a beautiful picnic set up and they will set it up for you and they will clean up after you. And I was like, okay, I would never have thought of that. I do all the schlep work myself, you know, go to the store, chop up all the food, pack the picnic basket, get the blanket. What if I could just show up in the park to a, a picnic already there, gourmet, ready, set, go. And I don't know if, it, if it's all gourmet or if they have options. I just know when I looked at that, I was like, that's a great idea. Like that's taking something that I love to do and elevating it to an art that I think is fantastic. It takes all the work out of me having to get my stuff together and figure out how I'm going to shield from the sun. And can I find a tree? I don't need a tree. They brought a little canopy and it's not a huge setup. It's very intimate. I just think it was an awesome idea. And as I was putting together the note for this show, I realized it takes a certain mind around the idea of money to, to really think that that idea is going to work. And I think that that company, and I'm going to look them up because I'm really interested in them, uh, but I think that that company is on to something. When you 
bring a little bit of joy to the world, you make a lot of money, right? (laughs) You can really make a lot of money. And there's nothing wrong with that because that door that they open for someone like me who really enjoys that kind of experience, that kind of um, feeling of being pampered and being outside and, and having having everything done for me, but also having the space to be on my own without having to interact with a lot of other people because I love I love to just do that. Like that's a gold mine right there. And that that opens a door of time for me. So to spend money on something like that for me and maybe for you means I can save time, which is so much more valuable than money, right? Again, spend money in the areas where it works because it's important there, but when it's not no longer working, it's not important. Once you spend the money on something like that, you free up your time. The money no longer matters. It's the time that becomes so amazing. And so finances really are about freedom and you have to find freedom as what's important for you. For me, it's freedom of choice and freedom of time. Those are two important things for me because choice means I can give my myself and my family things that I want them to have. And time means I can free up my time to do things that are important to me. Earning money is very important to me, but also reading good books is very important to me and being able to hang out with my family is very important to me. So as we're wrapping this up, because I want to keep them trying to keep these under 30 minutes, but I really want you to think about for this next week, well, how, how are you looking at money? Is it a key that unlocks the doors that allow you to do other things? Or is it a struggle and a barrier because you just don't have enough of it? And how can you begin looking at life and looking at your money life, your financial life in ways that actually feels more empowering and blissful and happy and less like a struggle? Because the more it feels like a struggle, the more struggle it becomes. I do believe that. I think that the more you look at something as a struggle, the more you are going to struggle with it. And at the same time, how are you then taking your attitude around money and doing something about it. I guarantee you the people who thought about that picnic idea, they probably thought of it on a Monday, got it up on a Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know their story, I'm guessing. But ideas like that have to be acted on. They can't be set down on. And um, because money flows fast. And if you're going to snatch it, if you're going to, sorry, I don't want to use the word snatch. If you're going to bring some of it down to you, then you have to be riding that wave quickly because things move fast. And so how are you using money quickly to help you get to the the things that you want to get to? And I think it's really important at this point to point out that so much of the angst, again, around money is because we need it, but we don't respect it because we, we, we want it, but we don't want to have to, to do sometimes the hard actions to get the kind of money that would make our lives better. Um, we really, really get mad at people who have a lot of money, but we don't see all the work they're doing to get that money. We don't see and we don't appreciate and respect the kind of work that goes into being able to fly to, the, to, to Greece or fly to um, a foreign country or take your kid on an all expenses paid trip to Paris. We don't necessarily see the, the work behind that. But again, when money is simply a key that provides you freedom, then you look at, at money as something that you need to act on so that you can get it so that you have your keys. Because everyone needs their keys, right? You can't drive the car without it, <laughs> can't open the door without it. And so how are you getting your keys? And if you way you're getting your keys 
it is not giving you the kind of key that you want. If you really want a master key and you keep having to settle for just a front door key, then it's time to change how you're thinking about money. And it's time to change how you're looking at your finances. And I guarantee you that the reason you're angsty and not blissful is because your keys are not working. They're simply not working. So if you want better keys, you got to make better choices and better choices will lead to better attitude. Better attitude will lead to better outcomes. Better outcomes will lead to a better life. And that after all is the point of money is to make your life better, not to make your life hard. That isn't to say, and I'm going to stress this one more time before we go, before we go here, that isn't to say that you're not going to have to do some harder work to get more money. What that does mean is that if you give your all into something, then you're going to get back what you put in. You're going to get back what you put in. But you have to decide how you're going to get that. And you have to decide what you want your keys to look like. If you're happy with just a front door key that opens just a a couple of doors, then that's what makes you happy. Then that's your bliss code. That's your wealth code. That's where you are. And that is where you should be. However, if you're not happy, and what you really want is a master key that opens multiple locks, across many countries and continents, then you're going to have to act in a way that fits that reality because that's your bliss code. And the more you run away from that being what you really want, the angstier you get and the less likely you are to be happy. And remember, the first bliss code is happiness. All right. So we've talked about a little bit about money mindset today. Going to dig more into the nuts and bolts of money. But this is a podcast, not just about the pragmatic. It's also about the possibility. It's also about changing who we are from the inside out so that we can be absolutely in our bliss in all aspects of our life. So drop me a comment. How do you see money? How are you interacting with money? Do you see it as the key or is it the barrier that you're just trying to get around? Or is it just something that you're digging up out of the ground trying to get enough of? Let me know. Remember to (laughs) like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast trying to get our numbers up so so that we get more exposure. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. The YouTube channel will be up soon and this show will go live in September. So you'll be able to watch as I am recording this show and interact with me if you wish um, to go live with me or at least watch the show live. That's it. This has been the Bliss Report for Friday, Finance Friday. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday with happy and I entirely hope that your weekend is full of so much bliss that you you will not know what to do with yourself. Take care, everyone, and I'll talk to you soon. It's Dr. Sasheen signing off.